another pod. We're getting ready to do another we podcast. Are heading out. Heading out for Podcastville. So come check us out. Um, we're going to be talking about all kinds of interesting things. Um, oh, the big one's the contact tracing. Contact tracing. That seems to be the con the conversation of the day right now because that is part of the step two in Washington State to reopen things like restaurants. And they're asking, um, insisting that uh, restaurants do what's called contact tracing. So if we'll talk about it. Listen to the podcast. It's going to be interesting. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. And we're still going. Facing, getting, getting all the information out there so people can chime in and talk to us. And there we go. Okay. So, contact tracing. Yes. Hey, um, so Susie Matt, Susie Health Solutions. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. Well, welcome to Suzilla. Welcome to Suzilla. Hey, you know what? If you want, we'll even take live calls if you want to call us. Oh. so You want to give that a go? We could if someone... They can either text us in because we're on Podbean. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy way, and I'm, I'm monitoring that. Or just call us. Uh, you can call us. Our phone number is 509-295-9055. We'll put you on speaker, and then you can talk to us. Okay. So, anyhow, you might want to screen that call, but if you can <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's true. It might be unrelated. Um, we've had this one come up a bunch of times to us. Uh -huh. the, the contact tracing. The... Everyone's like the oh my gosh the restaurants are opening up but they want to log my name number email address and I'm gonna put Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you can do that. It's just what's gonna happen if okay. So why are we doing the why are they asking for the contact tasting? Because they want to. Okay, if somebody comes down sick, okay and gets the virus uh -huh. and they happen to have eaten in the same restaurant that you did at the same time at the same time so you were theoretically potentially exposed the health department wants to be able to find you so they can test you or quarantine you and hopefully save your life and the life of people around you so it's a, it's a health thing it's a health thing it's not it's not designed to it's not going to Okay. It, it, <laughs> this, you, this, you, should it, see, you should see my face. I'm completely. It, it's, it's amusing. It, I'm, I'm looking at it. I love you too, dear. What I've what I've said for uh, a while now is that with the Democrats, this is a largely a Democrat-run government. I'll be honest about that. Uh, for Washington State. For Washington State. We're talking Washington State specifically because that's part two of the reopening protocols. Yeah, it's a stage two. Yeah, stage two. And part of the the, the thing is, is they've got great intentions. Mm -hmm. However, they suck at communicating them. Yeah, you said it millions of times before. <laughs> the Democrats are lousy at marketing. Lousy at marketing, and it, it requires a little bit of educating the, your customers. Mm -hmm. um, so and but the Democrats don't look at their constituents as customers, and they they should. And um, you know the Republicans do. They do. They, that's honest uh, about the whole whole situation is they they look at them as as kind of ignorant customers. Ooh. I'm I'm gonna have to be honest with that. It's it's, it's ignorant customers. Uh, the Democrats uh, assume that their 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 constituents 
are too smart for their own good. There's a happy medium all around, guys. There is, and that's why we usually end up falling in the independent line. Yeah, um, that's true. We do have a thing a tendency to. That's so, why I think a lot of people do declare prefer to be considered independent because they don't want to be stuck into the, the little, little pigeonholes that the parties want them in. So anyway, we've we've been doing this, you know, this contact tracing. It's the same thing that we've done as a nation for decades on product recall. Yeah. Among other things, yes. That that's a really good because you if you look at any manufactured item, it's it's usually got a lot number on it. Uh, and that's that gives some gives the you know the person that's in manufacturing the person that's in charge of the the product safety an opportunity to say oh well this lot was bad i can contact all the people who had contact with them and let them know what they need their next steps are okay so that that happened not that oh i was a couple of years ago um i remember i was using i was shopping at fred meyer relatively mm -hmm. regularly and of course, like so many of us using my, my rewards card. And that's a form of contract contact tracing, oh, yeah. by the way. And something came up, uh, something that I bought relatively regularly came up on a recall. I got emails and I don't remember if there was, a, it was probably before, it was maybe in a text, but we got contacted from Fred, through the Fred Meyer rewards card program that we have may have we may have purchased something that had been recalled i think i remember that. i think we had to uh, we had to throw it out or something so i don't remember what yeah. it was. i don't even remember what the product was but it was it felt a little invasive but on the other hand it's like well that's kind of cool too yeah it's 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 one of those ones when it's it's on that back hidden end that most people don't realize right. is there exactly so people don't think about it so it doesn't make them nervous yeah um we are contact traced a lot. Every time we carry our phone around, the potential for contract contact tasting. Oh yeah, right? that contact tasting. It's like OnStar. It's hard to say. OnStar still makes me nervous. Yeah, but it's okay, the same well, concept. Know, but it still does. But then OnStar was before I started carrying a, a traceable cell phone too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, my theory was, oh, I don't necessarily need, um, you know, a company knowing how often I go through McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. And now, however, they've got these new programs with a lot of auto insurance companies where you get this little widget you plug into your car. It tells you if you're going too fast or, or breaking too quickly and you might get a discount on your auto insurance. Yeah. And, that's, and they're tracing you wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, so they can tell you exactly how often you stop at McDonald's. Well, it's like there's, there was an old Will Smith movie, uh, Public Enemy. Yeah. With Gene Hackman. And that really... You know, I was watching, I remember watching, I think it's like 10, 15 years old. Okay. So I, I could look. Yeah. The, the technology for it is, you know, you know, we're well beyond that and how we, we, we trace people moving yeah. through systems now. Well, and the thing is, we've been doing the contract. Con God, I keep saying contract, contact okay. tracing. Think, think about this from a restaurant standpoint. How often you go to a nice restaurant, the hostess is there, give me your name and I'll call you when your table's running, when your table's mm -hmm. ready. Contact tracing. Yeah, that's the same kind. Of, well, we when we went uh, back east last year, mm -hmm. you know, there was a number of restaurants and places we, we'd roll into. They have a book right there that, that, that we were, uh, you know, tell us where you're from and, and, yeah. and information. And yeah, it was nothing for so, you know, scrawl down our name number. 
you know, were from Wenatchee, Washington. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, you knew that they were data mining, so they could send you uh, information for future, you know, uh, trips and stuff like that. You know, so you can they can. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, it's almost like guest books, kind of like wedding reception. Enemy of the State, is that the one? That's the one. Yeah. What year was it? I am finding out. Um, uh, da, 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 that would be. Come on, computer. Oh, for P6. 1998. Oh, okay. So, so 22 years ago. Yeah, quite a while ago. Yeah, see, I, I was fascinated uh, back. It's been a decade mm -hmm. uh, when the McKinsey girl. Disappeared, and murdered. Yeah, um, I happen to be working at the post office, mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of federal agents in that building mm -hmm. at the time, and they were, you know, they had to at one point look through the cameras on the building to to try to figure out when the the killer went by. Mm -hmm. That was a decade ago. We've got a whole lot more cameras these days. Well, yeah, it's all about it, it, it under the guise of traffic. Well, traffic. Well, you know, think about it. we got That's two. Real. We got two cameras in our office, and I can hear it ding our little computer every time we go by. Yeah, yeah, we do that because we've got. You know, we keep a camera going that's motion sensitive mm -hmm. because we want to know if someone's in here when we're not. Because we've got secure, we have to be secure. Yeah, it's about keeping our stuff safe. Um, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of contact tracing, if you think about it, even way I, I'll, going back to like museums and, 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 and tourist spaces doing the guest book mm -hmm. or even heck your friend's wedding. Yeah. We've been doing this for ever. Well, think how many times you, you log in on Facebook and say, Oh, I'm at Red Robin today. Contact tracing. Contact tracing. You're already okay, but one thing you were talking about mm -hmm. was earlier before, which one of the things that triggered this whole conversation was doing this because it's being mandated feels invasive. It does. It feels invasive. When it's passive, when it's just happening because you're carrying your phone, when it's just happening because you know you're in your car. You're swiping a when you're card. swiping your eye, you swiping your, your card. It's passive. You don't notice it. It's happening, but you don't notice mm -hmm. it. When somebody asks you, it feels invasive. So what could, I don't know, maybe what could we do to, to make people realize that this is not any more invasive than anything else and could save lives? It's a, it's a brain change, and that's not always an easy thing to do. Well, you know, I I, th I think it would take you know someone you know living a week trying to avoid being traced. <laughs> You'd have to. You, that's a t being like being totally off the grid. Yeah, that's a really difficult thing to do these days. You pretty much cannot be in a city or a town or where there's you people. Yeah, you couldn't use plastic. Yeah, you, you have couldn't to. Si you couldn't sign it's on. Really you simple. Couldn't use a phone. You'd have to pick up. Head for the woods with your tent, no GPS. No GPS. Um, and make sure there's no like wildlife cameras around. Paying cash. If you're, yeah, if, yeah, and and make sure you abandon your car and hike well in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, 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 and, and, and make sure there's a thick enough canopy over you that the satellites can't spot you. True. 
You know, it's it's really hard to be Bruce Banner these days. It re- yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can't be Bruce Banner these days. You can't just go from town to town, town washing and, dishes and helping out the, the local widow. It doesn't. It's not so easy. It's not to fly. No, and we've talked about that a few times before, mm-hmm. just personally. Um, so what it boils down to is, yes, contract contact tracing feels invasive. It feels like it's a quote violation of your rights um you gave those rights a long time ago well no no or it's, were it's, they ever rights it, they, i don't think they ever were rights um and, and the reason why i say that is because when i was living in germany mm-hmm. you had to opt in to junk mail okay and when you say we opt that out that was a truly a right to privacy and then if just, someone sent you a business sent you junk mail you could get them in trouble well, you could, yeah, you could get them in trouble in the United States. It's an opt out. It's usually, if you're lucky, it's an opt out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you theoretically, theoretically you, you will still get junk sent to you. Yeah, they'll just go a different avenue. So, in the United States, we it's an it's an imaginary right, the whole right a, to privacy. Okay. You realize that is a huge. You're gonna fire up a huge argument with this one. That's fine. It's one of those things that the that people are like okay. Yeah, um, you know, a good example is uh, your analysis test for work. Yeah, I never was fond of that, but uh, yeah, but, but how, that, that, you know, you that's that's one of the right to privacy. Um, your your office giving you a self cell phone mm-hmm. and then calling you, you know, off hours. Mm-hmm. You know, or expecting you to monitor email. Well, and then there's a whole logging in to check your keystrokes. Yes. To see if you're actually working. That, that's why I say the, the right to privacy is never been there. Well, but it's always been kind of on the QT because it's such an inflammatory conversation. It makes people very uncomfortable to know that folks are watching them for any reason. But they'll, even though in the back of their head they know it's happening, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to see it. They've got blinders on going, no, 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 I'm really, if I just do this, no one's going to see me do it. It's like picking your nose in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look at it. It is, because you think, oh, well, I'm in my car, and and you're in you're in fork and closed wall, so I'm going to pick my nose. Well, guess what? Everyone can see you through the windows. It's picking your nose in the car. Yep. <laughs> That's a good way. Or the, the, that old comedy soap where uh, one of the guys thought he could turn himself invisible. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and everyone can say, yeah, but he says he's invisible. <laughs> you know, the emperor wears no clothes. Yeah, privacy is that way. Yeah. Um, and you can keep some things private and just by not saying stuff about it. It but ain't going to happen on like Facebook. No, but <laughs> if you say, the only way to keep something private is to never speak about it. Yeah. And even if you write it down on paper, the chances of it being discovered later is there. People read diaries after you die. Oh yeah, it's it's you know it's the old you know mafia code. Yeah, Amerta. And that's that's been busted since the seventies. Yeah, I know. At the very best. Yeah, if you're lucky. So yeah, it's the the whole right to privacy is, is an illusion. The only way to regain that mm-hmm. would take an act of legislation. So have we ever in the history of the world? in the history of humanity, truly had privacy. Truly had anything besides our own internal thoughts be completely private. 
go all the way back to well to have privacy you have to have a, a, a things that are considered protected okay um because you know there's rights and responsibilities well yeah um you know your responsible is, is not to blab it out right you know as and that establishes that you've got a right to privacy there's right to not blab it out uh, you know it's a responsibility okay and we, we see that with like the do not call list okay well we get people who bring us information and we keep it confidential because that's our responsibility that's our responsibility and we're not going to share stuff with you but but you know we we a we do that because that's our job mm -hmm. b the backup behind that is is there's a whole bunch of laws that say hey you're going to be hammered if you yeah. if we if we do something silly. but from a personal standpoint from a human from because you you can give away all of your information until the cows come home mm -hmm. you know but uh, the guy next to you is not supposed to if he knows something about you he's not supposed to share it but that's why they're asking that's a best of verbal contract like you between you and a priest yeah and he, and we know on how some of those priests sometimes blab yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then, so yeah, I, I take off a Catholic with that one. I'm sorry, but that's it happens. You go to a small parish, and yeah, everyone knows everyone else's business. And you very rarely hear about that kind of stuff on the news, though. Um, all right, so it goes back to other than what's in your own little head from a human, from a strictly not a corporate, not to your neighbors. The only way to be totally private is to not keep everything in your head in your head, not tell your wife. Not tell your your neighbor. Not tell anybody. If I had a secret middle name that only I knew about, the only way to keep it private is to just keep it to myself, right? Correct. Because the minute I say it out loud, is the minute it's lost. It's that bit of privacy is gone. Yeah. Now, the, what people around me choose to do with it remains to be seen. Correct. And there's, and there's, there's, like I said, there's legal, like, you know, that was a good example. Yeah. That I, was established in what, 96? I, way long ago. Yeah. No, right. right it, not, yeah. It was during that's, the Clinton administration. Yeah. That's like 24 years. That's way long. So, yeah, it was, it was a Clinton thing. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of customers that didn't grow up before that. I mean, before HIPAA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you I could, was in pharmacy when HIPAA hit. It's like, wow. Yeah. And there was a, you know, and that, you know, that was, you know, someone in the grocery aisle, you know, blah, blah, blah. Did you see someone pick up their penicillin for their STDs? Actually, no, that was a lot less frequent. What that more than, because that was in, you weren't having the pharmacy staff do that, yeah. but it started requiring shredding. Started requiring being more conscious about P, about PIF, PIF personal information. Personal information. Um, it started requiring uh, locked Lock shred container containers, uh, destroying information rather than just chucking it in the trash. Okay. Yeah, that was the the first wave oh, that I remember. And that's that's really crazy because of like uh, the old hackers movie with dumpster diving mm -hmm. and gaining information from that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was you know back in the day, Angela Jolie. If you ever want to get a laugh, of technology changes. Look at oh, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think personal information has ever, no one's ever had a right to privacy. There's been an illusion to privacy. Yeah. You know, there's an illusion that, that hey, what's what happens in your backyard stays in your backyard. Okay, here's a thought. 
All right, go back to when we were living in longhouses. Okay. Way back when society was communal groups more frequently. Okay. okay. You're living in this big old communal longhouse, right? Because if you didn't, if you're just living in your own little, you know. That's a good one. It's almost a lot, almost a lot of cultures use longhouses. Right. Or something in that general, vicinity, yeah. general or, or even big caves, right? Yeah. You got a longhouse. And yes, you may have your own perimeter. Mm -hmm. You may have your own um, your own hearth, your own sleeping area, your own little zone with a little circle of stones around it. But everyone knows your business because <laughs> they live right next door to you and there is nothing dividing you except maybe a sheet of skin. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, there might be some rawhide dividing you. Uh -huh. And so you hear stuff, you see stuff, but you're, you are also conscious enough and courteous enough, if we're if we're kind to each other, to pretend not to notice, and be and, and be kind to each other about not noticing stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that the the hey you're picking your nose kind of goes by the wayside because everyone picks their nose. Exactly. <laughs> it's like oh hey the car the guy in the car is picking his the guy next door is picking his nose. You don't roll down the window go ha ha ha. You just like. That's picking his nose, and you move on, and you don't go on Facebook and say, "Hey, the guy in the car next door to me was picking his nose." Yeah, that's 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 part of the, that social thing, and, and same. And that's social courtesy as well. Social is. courtesy, which right. is which is way out the window. <sighs> um, it shouldn't be though. But some of that is trust. Yeah. And that's another thing that the, the, the you know that guy in the car picking his nose has got to trust that no one outside is going to say, "Hey, look at him! He's picking his nose. He works at over at McDonald's." Yeah. I'm picking on McDonald's for some reason, but okay. <laughs> they're a big corporation. They can. They're big. They can, they can take it. They get picked on a regular basis. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but there's some trust, and some of that trust is. You know, people are looking for that trust, and I think that's where some of that anger comes from. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't know where this information is going to go. They don't know. Where to, you know, a good example was um, the list for reporting businesses. Oh yeah, yeah, that caused some uproar when that got out because of, of, of groups turned around and said, "Oh, well, hey, let's do a release for information, and then release all the names." Of the businesses? Of all the businesses and the people who report them. Well, the people who report them report them anonymously, but a lot of them put down their like their emails and they're like like my email uh -huh. is pretty easy. My 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 Gmail account is not so hard to figure out. You know, it's Susie McComb at gmail.com. It's not exactly brain surgery. Well, yeah, but it was it was one of those things that was it was it was Interesting. As a business owner, I took the list and said, okay, what can I learn from the list? What are other people thinking about these businesses? Mm -hmm. And oh. other business owners looked at it like a personal attack. Correct. I saw that with, um, I saw that. And, and, and I also, I also, and it's a different post that I don't think you saw. And, and I was also really fascinated because I knew that there were, there were businesses that said that, hey, they'd been contacted by the health department mm -hmm. that weren't on that list. Yeah. And, and so I was like, okay, I already know that that's an incomplete list. Mm -hmm. So who was left off there and why were they left off of there? And then there is a question of how many of those were invalid, just 
people being mean to each other reports. Well, yeah, there was a bunch that said, oh, they're pay being paid under the table. Or, or they're you know they're breaking this law, they're breaking that law, or they 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 uh, I think there was one where uh, the the person had, had closed down their hair place and was was cutting hair out of their their house in Omac, mm -hmm. which is against the rules. <laughs> well, it's not that that's against the law. Oh yeah, yeah, there's that too. Because there's a certain health code that goes with right, it. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I know I I was you know I'm friends with my my barber and he's. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to risk my license forever mm -hmm. for cutting someone's hair. Mm -hmm. um, and because, yeah, the health departments have got more power than people realize. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, you know, this is this is old timey power. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have to say old timey power uh, because it goes way back to the foundations of America. Yeah. Barbers have been around that long. Well, none of that. It's the health. The health, the health thing, yeah. The health thing. I mean, because you know, when we were in our longhouses and things, yeah. you didn't you didn't invite in someone that was infected. Not intentionally. And then when, when if you did, you boop, you kicked them and segregated them. Well, you didn't even let him in a longhouse. Well, first of all, you didn't let him in a longhouse. And you put him in a little house outside a longhouse until the But yeah, if someone got sick, it's like, uh, oh, put you outside and we'll quarantine. Yeah. Because the entire longhouse would have been infected and potentially died. And that did happen, and it does happen, and it's happening now. And it was a really giant longhouse. Now. And you, not necessarily, you, you you know, you invite in everyone. Some if you didn't know what they were, you put them in the little house outside. So now you're starting to advocate. Um, you got to be careful because this could be construed as immigration talk. It can be. Uh, some of the, the 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 freedoms and privacies are really interesting. To look at because of the same people are saying, "Hey, this is an invasion of my freedoms." Mm -hmm. You know, they're the the government's coming down and restricting what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Six months ago, we weren't arguing about the people coming up from south of the border. That's true, and they're in their rights. And their rights. Yeah, it's it's because it's they're not Americans. Um, it was a oh, the Fifth Element talked about it uh, just. Yesterday, the day before, uh, website. Uh, he's he's a he's a social commentary. Okay. Um, he's got the curious George hat. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's it's he's he's a, he's he's you know got a curious George like Paul cap like yours with uh -huh. curious George patch. Okay. Uh, bearded guy um, sits down in his basement and talks about it. Okay, like kind of uh, like what we're doing. Kind of like what we're doing, except he's he's on video. Uh, Interesting fellow, and yeah, he doesn't go out in the car and talk about it. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right, so so let's go back to the original concept because uh, we're kind of left turning here. Okay. Giving your name to the hostess so they can do tracing in case of an in case of an infection is no more of an invasion of your privacy than giving the name to the giving your name to the hostess. So they can wait, so they can page you when your your table's ready. Correct. Yeah. Um, That's what it boils down to. We've been doing it as a social contract for ever. Yeah, we've already we've already been doing it. This is just puts it it puts a government twist on it, which makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But let's be realistic; it's already happening. Well, it's it's not that it's a it's not a government twist. Unless, it, well, okay, if, uh, uh, yeah, well, it's perceived as a government twist then. Oh, because what happens, and this is this is what happens, is it goes out to one of those contact tracers who sits there and calls everyone. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what happens if they come across a number to Mickey Mouse at 555? Five, five, one, two, one, two, three. It takes away from their time. It takes away from their time and notifying people who are potentially going to deal with an illness, mm-hmm. a serious illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and unfortunately, this thing has been politicized from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest draw. That's one of the biggest mistakes this country has made is politicizing this virus. Um, because the virus don't care what politics games you play. No. It does care about, hey, are you are you protecting yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you protecting your neighbors? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what's about a lot of it's protecting your neighbors, guys. Oh well, the, here's the here's the foolish thing. And this is you know, absolute AEI you're taking away from that that health little health officials probably making minimum wage being able to contact someone. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're wasting their time by your inability to, you know, fulfill the social contract. Mm-hmm. Unwillingness to fulfill the social Correct. contract? Correct. Because usually it's just, hey, a phone call. Okay, what happens next? I've been exposed. Okay, I get Stay tested. in your house for, get tested, stay in your house for 14 days. It's probably something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, I don't know if I ever got the phone call. It's not like they're going to haul you out and shoot you because you got it. Yes, we're not North Korea. <laughs> But it's, you know, there's this weird spin from the right that this is a government overreach. Yes. And then, you know, from the very beginning, they, they, you know, the right had had ignored it to it's, it's something big. Oh, we've taken care of it. So now it's overreach. That's, that's kind of the about the the evolution of this thing. Yeah. Well, what we're getting is that this is done and we could just move on to normal. So it's not done. It's nowhere near done. No. And they're, and we're getting that your folks on the political right are wanting the right. They're using political overreach and Uh no, we don't have to worry about it. It's almost over. Everything's going to be hunky dory in, you know, in six weeks. And it's not. And, uh, and the thing is, is this isn't new. Um, you know, if you, if you look at it the, during the, the 1918 pandemic in San Francisco, mm-hmm. a health official shot someone because they refused to wear a mask. You mentioned that last time we did this. Um, so, sh- shot a person and two bystanders. Okay, so, so we just talked about how they're not going to haul you out and shoot you. <laughs> but I wanted to give an example of kind of the level of... of, of Power is that, it, is, that, that is, would be considered overreach, honestly. Uh, nothing happened to the guy. Um, the the, the the constitution, um, one of our friends talked about the, the constitution and has given out the states the right to control commerce. Okay, it's literally in the constitution, so but it's we like know that people will go, eh, It's gonna, it, it really is. Um, but the health thing, um, you know, George Washington, uh, actually. You know, wrote a letter to the president of Congress. I think it was what seventeen eighty seven, talking about the need to have a federal federal entity to kind of oversee it because states have their own individual agendas, whereas a federal government has a federal agenda. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he, but they're all supposed to work together. They're supposed to work together. But, you know, the federal government is kind of the big brother, uh, break the ties. Say if, you know, Idaho wanted to do something separate from Washington that was destructive, 
the feds are supposed to take in and say, okay, you two, this, you need to work dice together. Okay. Well, for, it's, for like, a it's like goal. federal laws versus state laws. The, the stronger law trumps the weaker law. Federal usually trumps the, okay, if a, if a state law is more restrictive than a federal law, then the state law wins. It's, it's not necessarily Trump. It's, it's how the, how the federal government okay. interacts with the state government right. and because, local. Because we do have state rights, but we have to have, an, but it's an overseeing of keeping everything, everything over organized and moving along the, the co cohesively. The easiest way to look at it is the states are the kids mm -hmm. and the feds are mom and pop. Okay. You know, if the kids sit there and sit there and squabble among each other, mom and pop have got to come down and say, "Okay, this is how it does." Okay. Um, we that that argument was settled back when we had the Civil War. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Um, um, but that's we're having we're seeing some different attitudes these days. We're seeing some because of the disarray with the federal government. Yeah. Um, and that that was really highlighted uh, yesterday's testimony with uh, uh, Dr. Bright. Yeah. Um, he came out and said, Hey, I, I blew the whistle because pff, there was no federal plan. Uh, and there's, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, it's like, everyone's like, yeah, we knew this was going on. This is just confirmation. Mm -hmm. So the, the states, the states who, you know, are concerned about the citizens, mm -hmm said okay we got to put we got to put some game plan together and washington state was what we got we were the first state to get hit and we were we really successfully flattened the curve and that's why we got states that are overpassing us in infection rates right well the flattening of the curve is not that the the virus isn't there it's just that there's enough hospital tools to take care of you there's more to it than that but the, uh, overall, the, the social distancing social everyone distancing. Like, it's flattening the curve there's more to it than that. Oh yeah. Because what you what you're doing is you're creating opportunities for that virus strain to die off. Yeah. Because it got it get there's nowhere for it to go. Well, not this it's it's you you keep it from being spread out. Say, you know, you're you know, hey, you're doing the shopping once a week. You're you're wearing your mask when you go out to shop. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you're kind of creating a wall that's hard for that virus to get past. Mm -hmm. You're keeping that wall for it's hard to spread. Mm -hmm. So the the people that are you know walking around la 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 like nothing's nothing's out there. Mm -hmm. Suddenly they're they're you know they're sucking in and they're spreading among each other when they don't know it. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with this one. It's very asymptomatic early on. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's more <laughs> it's it's more communicable than SARS was. Mm -hmm. uh, SARS was more deadly. Mm -hmm. But because this is this is a numbers game, because it's more easily spread, yeah. there's there's more deaths. Exactly, because there's just more people. There's more people. Okay. So well, we're, yeah, we're running out of time, so we should start putting we a pin should, in this. We should, we should wrap this one up. Wrap this up. Call it a put a little bow on. Yeah, it. we're not going to Joe Rogan it. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, but that's okay. He's got the big long monster podcast. Oh, he goes on forever, never, 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 yes. never, never. So we're we're gonna wrap this up. Contact tracing. Really, it's no big deal if someone says. Oh my gosh, it's government overreach. Uh, ask them to pull out their wallet and point to their first debit card mm -hmm. or ask them to see their cell phone. And if they bring out either those two things, you know that they're already involved in contact tracing mm -hmm. um, and that they're 
acting paranoid. Take a deep breath mm -hmm. and don't think outside yourself. Think about the wide reaching concept of why this is even a, why we even feel the need to do this. Get someone in your longhouse. Yeah. Bring people into your longhouse. Yeah. Think outside yourself. With it, think with it, think globally, act locally. Yeah, so that's that's a an old. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm grooving on the whole longhouse. You like thing. the idea? Yeah, bring bring more people into your longhouse safely. Safely. Yeah, it's think community, folks. It's uh -huh. not just you. Think community, and I, that's where we need to work. All right, be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Take care. Yep, Bye. and have a good one.